Do you want to run further, faster, or stronger? Do you want to enjoy your running more and generally be a better version of yourself? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Alan Lyle, a running coach and nutritionist. My aim is to help you improve your running from 5Ks to ultras by providing you with the knowledge and tools you need on training, nutrition, and mindset, as well as giving you the inspiration to dream bigger, achieve more in your running, and to make it fun at the same time. Welcome to the Running Rules Podcast. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Running Rules Podcast. It's episode number 39, Strength for Runners 101, with running strength coach Ollie McCarthy. I'm really pleased that Ollie's uh, agreed to join me today. It's a, a topic that I've been wanting to cover for some time, and it's one that I really believe is a great investment of time. Yet it took me a long time to be convinced of that. And it's probably not the most um, enjoyable part of my running week, I would say. But although I managed to find ways to make it more enjoyable, Ollie is is a running and strength coach who helps ordinary people achieve the extraordinary, both online and in person at Halo Gym in Tunbridge Wells. He's also a runner himself and has recently completed the North Coast 110K Ultra Marathon. Today, he's going to share some of his expertise in the area of strength training, an important, an area important to runners, but sometimes neglected. Um, Ollie, thanks so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for, for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to our chat. So. Um, how about we start with your backstory gives us a bit of uh, context as to to who you are and how you got into this. I'm I'm always interested to know whether people got into running first or into the gym first or how, how did that that come about for you? But take us anywhere you want in your backstory to give us a bit of an idea of who you are. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess my backstory first kind of sport I really got into was rugby so I got into that probably about the age of eight or nine um as I like progressed throughout the years um like I had a fairly quick growth spurt so I was bigger and stronger than everyone else at one point which meant that I could be more physical um and then everyone else kind of caught up so almost to kind of counteract that I began going to the gym wanted to get fitter wanted to get stronger um so I guess like an element of running has always been in what I've done it's just been in the in the guise of playing sport um instead of actually you know specifically running for running sake uh and then I you know got much more intrigued uh and into strength training um which is kind of my background, I guess. So I did a lot of strength work for for sport, uh, kind of strength and conditioning work for for playing rugby. Uh, then got into kind of a bit more competitive strength work, so powerlifting and strongman. And then a lot further on down the line, I kind of fell into running um, through coaching someone, uh, and they wanted to run the the fan dance, which was a a race uh, up over Penny Fan in Wales, which basically uh, is, is meant to st- simulate the uh, the the SAS selection run. It's okay. like one of the last training runs in their hill phases 
before they go into the jungle. They they do this uh, this run, which is about 24 kilometers up over Penny Fan and then back. And this race was put on as like a bit of a, a bit of a novel thing to you know almost replicate that. Uh, and I had a friend that wanted to do it, so I said I'd train him for it. And then basically, I began. I decided that I wanted to do it as well, so I began training uh, for that uh, with him and then kind of had this, I don't know, light bulb moment, should we say, at the top of Penny Fan looking out over the Brecon Beacons and I was like, do you know what, this, not only have I enjoyed the whole process of getting out and then, you know, all all the benefits you get from running, um, your headspace, I felt fitter. Um, it helped all my other training, but also just being up there and that experience kind of, yeah, it was kind of the first time I actually was like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. And so from that point, I entered a marathon, entered ultra marathons. And yeah, I guess that was my kind of entry point, should we say? So yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell, my, my backstory. It's really interesting how different runners get into it. And I think a lot of people um, get into it later on in life, but it's it's interesting to see that some people come through that sort of strength route or team sports route quite often is another one. Um, for me, I went to rugby playing school and wanted to avoid sports and contact at all, all costs. So I, I got into it later on and then strength quite a lot later on when I, when I realized that that was part of what I needed to be needed to have to be a better runner if we're talking about strength what how do we define that what is strength and why do we need it for running and I guess in the the context of my question you could go in whatever way you want to with this um, runners is a very broad set of people so this show are probably catering for a 5k upwards so endurance runners um, maybe less so track athletes where you can really see that strength a lot more, I guess. But what would you define strength as and why is it important for all runners? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess strength is, you know, being physically strong enough um, to be able to complete a, a task, right? So t- typically you probably wouldn't think of strength being an attribute that actually you want uh, as a as a runner but it it kind of indirectly helps running um so it makes you more durable it, it allows you to hold better positions for longer so your running form is in, improved um and it almost counteracts the 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 kind of repetitive nature of running so overuse injuries are quite typical um and strength training can actually help to alleviate some of those issues and get those areas strong enough to be able to stand like the high impact nature of it. So generally speaking, it's kind of uh, prevent injuries or, or mitigate injuries as best possible uh, or, or recover from them faster and be able to hold better positions, which will allow you to to improve your running form, which as a byproduct will help your overall performance. Yeah, I think um I always used to think of it, well, I started off not really considering strength at all for running. And then after a while I, th- I kind of thought of it as an insurance policy against 
getting injured but i heard yeah. a good a good sort of visualization of this of going to mile 24 in a marathon and you start seeing people's form break down and it's that repetitive nature if you don't have the strength to keep that going over the time that you need to especially when you're getting faster because the faster repetitive nature obviously takes a lot more more strength i guess to to be able to perform over a long period of time um do you see a big difference um when in people's ability to finish races uh well when they when they do do strength training is that one of the things that comes out of of strength or is it more to mitigate against injury risk would you say what was the primary reason you would get people to do strength training i mean it's a, it's a little bit of both to be honest um you can kind of as soon as i've begun to put it into people's programs it's it begins with a uh, more of a feeling um they're like i feel stronger when i'm running you know i feel like i'm holding a better position i'm not fatiguing as fast i'm which then, you know, allows them to run further, faster. Um, I guess it, it kind of depends on why they've they've come in in the first place. Um, some people come in with injuries, which, you know, doing some more strength work can help uh, them. Uh, or, or they might come in wanting a performance benefit, in which case you can also help that so it really does depend I, I, th I think it helps both is the answer um i don't think it's one or the other it's actually both so hopefully in doing some strength work not only can you feel stronger feel like you can perform better but also it it helps keep the risk of injury lower yeah that's an interesting point as well uh, talking about why people seek you seek you out as a coach i do you find that typically people start considering strength after they've had an injury and up to that point less so? Um, I, I certainly for me, I was very lucky with injuries at the start of my running career. And I probably that's one of the reasons strength didn't really fall on my radar. I mean, lots of things now that seem obvious didn't fall on my radar just because people weren't talking yeah. about it to me, but that could have been a different reason. But certainly... Um, after my first injury, it was something that I considered um, far more. So is that something that you you find people will seek out the help once they've already had a problem? Yeah, it tends to be one of two things. Either they've got injured or they're getting repetitive like niggles and problems that are just hampering their training. Uh, and it's almost like that frustration of not being able to string a, a set of training together because if you think about like some of the best runners in the world that they're, they're not they're not always necessarily the most gifted athletes but they are just able to string long periods of training together without getting injured um the other side of it is is just what i which i guess is kind of similar in a way is just the performance aspect like i think most people who begin running they they enjoy the feeling of it um but also they kind of want to push themselves a little bit further though with running i find there's that that element of self-improvement that's almost that sits alongside it and that is the other side of it is that people you know they want to begin performing a little bit better and it's not that they want to begin winning races or that they want to you know um 
I don't know, begin getting on the podium or start beating other people. It's, it's more about themselves and actually, you know, feeling like they've done better, getting a PB, things like that. Uh, so it tends to be one of those two things. But yeah, definitely injuries are a massive part of of why people come in um, and kind of, I guess, a, a big part of what I solve. Yeah, and you made a really good point there about improvement comes when you're not out injured. So it it's really unsexy to say it, but if you can keep those training cycles and blocks going over a long period of time where you're not out, um, I see people sort of in and out, in and out, and the, they'll have a really good patch and then they'll be back to not necessarily square one, but take a, a step back. And you never really see that consistency. And it's really, as you say, the the athletes or the runners that can that can train through long periods of time seem to to come to the fore or just improve and improve. And yeah, it's really important to think about why we're doing this. Um, for me, it, it, it always changes. Um, well, it changed from my early reasons to get in for running, but certainly that self-improvement and almost self-actualization point is 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 the reason now that I continue with running. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. They just want to see how far they can get. And obviously yeah. by having those stretches where you're not injured and 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 keeping going, it's not only good for physical um well-being, but of obviously it's not good mentally if you're sort of taking a backward step all the time and and going back and forward. I'm gonna ask you um <laughs> a bit of a leading question here but it's probably one that I would have asked maybe six seven years ago can't we just build strength by running more no <laughs> um no because you're not you're looking at different types of strength and this is why you know when you said at the start okay what what is strength I mean the, the there's so many ways you can go with that because there's so many attributes of strength that you can improve. You know, there's an element of mental strength, which comes with running and performing and being able to complete a certain task. There is obviously, I guess the, your kind of running strength or your conditioning, which is what I tend to, you know, think that actually going out and doing the sport that you want to do is, and then there is, I guess, um, kind of um you know it's it, and then there is the the kind of physical strength that you will need to build alongside that and and they are different uh if you think about running when you're when you're in the process of running you're contracting your muscles to be able to uh, move you forwards but you're not contracting them fully right you're not these are you're, you're doing thousands and thousands of steps so um then if you were to contract your your muscle at 100 percent, it's going to fatigue really really fast so you're not you're not going to be able to do it as as uh not going to be able to do it for a long period of time whereas actually what you're you're doing when you're running is you're almost doing micro contractions of i don't know 50 percent or something like that yeah when you're strength training you're probably going to be a lot higher right so you're probably going to be up towards 80 90 100 as as you fatigue and and that is actually what you're looking to train um as one part of what you're doing when you're strength training um so that you can use more of the muscle when you 
when you run um and so you almost have the ability to call on uh, you know parts of that muscle as you fatigue um as kind of one element of it if that makes sense mm. yeah definitely um in terms of what other things then we should be doing um what would you typically incorporate into someone's schedule and obviously this is going to vary individual to individual depending on experience i guess but are we talking about lifting weights certain movement patterns plyometrics or all of the above um what would typically you uh, give to to runners in their strength training so it's a bit of a sliding scale um most people probably start at body weight and just simply being able to move that move it well move it under, under control once you've built the element of control then you can begin adding load um you know doing body weight in different ways which causes you you know causes it to be the movement to be harder so you know doing a lunge off a block you know, backwards lunge off a block for example is going to be harder because you get more range then you can transition into using weights and heavier weights and and from there probably transition into uh more plyometric work as well so it's not a hard and fast rule for one person and like you say it will be different for where that person starts what they've got available to them because you can actually do a huge amount with body weight if you if you know how to do it and you know how to use those areas of of your body um but at the same time having said that you know using load is, is going to be really useful as well um and then yeah over time begin to develop that and, and another big part of it is is making sure you are um there is an element of progressive overload, right? So whether that is through reps, sets, uh, time under tension, whether that is through load, lifted, it's making sure that each week you're progressing what you're doing in some way, shape or form, because that's where you see the magic happen and that's where you see the improvements over time. It, you know, it's it, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're not going to get the results and the same thing, comes with running right if you're still trying to just run 5k at the same pace every every week you're probably not going to see a huge amount of tangible progress same comes with with strength training is just making sure you're you're doing something which is going to progress you uh week on week um so yeah that's that's probably the best way of putting it but yeah it is individual some people don't have access to you know gyms or, or weights and again it just has to fit in with their lifestyle really yeah i think the progressive overload nature is certainly something i think i fall down on um i think um it, it's quite easy to get fall into a routine of doing the same thing and i did this with running you know six seven probably longer years ago and didn't see the improvement so it makes complete sense that if you do the same strength routine over and over again, then you don't see any any progression. Now, I will caveat that by saying that um, I do vet, change it up from time to time, and but it's not necessarily building week on week. And I think that's where working with someone one like you would be really valuable for people. 
Um, if people are getting started for the first time with strength training, though, are there any particular exercises that you think are complete fundamental basic ones that everyone should be doing or at least beginners should be doing and how would you would you suggest that beginners start incorporating strength into their into their weekly routine yeah i mean good question um so i guess the kind of fundamental movement patterns um kind of lower body push and a lower body pull um so a lower body push movement being something single leg like a lunge variation you know whether that is a uh like a split lunge a, a backwards lunge a bulgarian split squat you know something like that um that's really would be really useful um and then in the same vein something of a like a lower body pull so a, a deadlift variation whether that is with two legs or one leg um and then some something upper body as well again a push and a pull so something where you're pushing your hands away from your body so whether that is a overhead press a press up a bench press and then something where you're putting your hands towards your body so uh bent over a row a pull up a chin up if you kind of hit one a, a variation of all of those um and then some core work so generally looking at something anti-rotation and something rotation based so something where you're preventing your body twist from side to side so a plank is a very good place to start and then doing something where you're lifting a hand or a leg and you're having to control your hips and make sure that you're not twisting around to a side and then something where you rotate as well because a big part of running that people don't think about is actually your your shoulders and hips are rotating um in opposite way to each other so making sure you are training that rotation will be a fundamental part of making sure you're you're strong enough to withstand you know uh running but also will help with your performance as well so yeah which i understand for for someone who's a beginner that's probably quite a lot to throw at them so again if they have the the finances available i would just get a coach to kind of cuts out that that middle layer of having to figure it out for yourself um it means you have someone who has experience and and knows what they're doing and can give you a clear outline of what to do. But if you don't have, have that, then I would begin working on, on that kind of format, trying to hit across the week, one of each of those for, for a couple of sets, progressing that over a period of time. Um, and if, if you, yeah, if you don't have the finances, uh, you know, reaching out and just asking people questions because most people, you know, myself and you included, are happy to help people right and understand that you know not everyone has you know a lot of money that they can invest in a coach and a lot of people are just happy to help anyway so i think you can get quite far on your own if that is what you need to do but in the same vein i think you cut yourself you know if you you invest your money in a coach it's going to save a lot of time a lot of energy and a lot of frustration. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would uh, second both of those points. You know, uh, coaching does take out a lot of the guesswork in a lot of these areas. And um, this would obviously be no different. In fact, I think for some runners, it's it's almost more daunting doing strength work for the first time than trying to figure out what they're doing in their running. I think quite often runners have a fairly, well, some runners have a fairly decent idea of what to do week to week. Some don't, but uh, that's a different story. But strength training, for especially for people who have never really done it before, can can seem really daunting, I think. Um, so a coach is going to cut that out. But obviously, as you just said, we're, we're here and we're offering free advice as well for, for people that can't afford that. Um, just ask us a question. Um, and that would be uh, a good way of getting started at least um, and getting past the point of making excuses for not putting it into your, your schedule. Because I think it's one of those things that the sooner you start, especially I think well, I'll ask you this question. I was gonna, I was gonna offer my own opinion, but do you think it's more important um, for older runners as as people get older, or does it really not matter? Is it the same across the board, no matter what age you are? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is important, like full stop, in in my opinion. But I, I definitely think for newer runners and for older runners yeah it's but but not for the reasons of you know getting injured and and well for, for newer runners definitely it's going to help prevent injury because a lot of the time they just haven't built up tolerance needed to progress the training in perhaps the way they want to you know it takes a, yeah as you you all, you all know it takes a long time to gradually progress and to see the results and most people who are getting into running, they, yeah, we, we've all been guilty of it. Want to push and, and want to speed up the process, get better. And actually a lot of the time you see them pushing too hard and getting injured as a result of it, because you know, they're, they're trying to do too much too soon. Whereas adding a layer of, of strength training into that is actually going to begin to help them um one it adds another training element that isn't running into the mix but two it's also going to help to i guess speed up the process um of getting strong enough to yeah withstand the the impact of running and then for the older athlete it's it's more uh you know important for health in general you know osteo uh, porosis and things like that as you age um are going to be important and just general strength like the ability to stand up out of a chair unassisted be able to get off the floor you know be able to do things day to day like carry your shopping home from the supermarket things like that and for all its benefits and running is great for many different reasons, but it doesn't build a general strength for life um, as much as strength training will do. So I think it's important for those, you know, quite different reasons, but you know, f for anyone really, I think that being stronger is not really going to have any downsides. You're not going to get any negatives and I'm sure you've got a question off the back of this. Um, you're not going to get any neg negatives out of being stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I know 
the question you were expecting me to ask, but we'll not we'll not go there just yet. Maybe later. Um, yeah, I think um, what you just alluded to there, strength for for general general life, is something that is definitely on my my radar. Having having hit forty now, but it seems to be every time I hear you know the point that we start losing muscle mass if you don't do anything about it, it seems to get younger and younger. So I think I heard thirty being touted the other day. But certainly as you get older, you know, if you don't, if you're not keeping up this strength, it's just important, you know, for general health. And I would totally agree with that it was something that was completely not on my radar a few years ago. Um, and I really wasn't aware of it. But if you look at the the NHS, even the guidelines are that you should be doing strength training as just part of every everyday life for anyone. So, yeah. Um, in terms of um, runners, is there a sort of an ideal amount of strength training per week let's say for someone who's on say five or six days of running a week um obviously it's going to be individual in terms of what people can can add into their schedule and certainly there's the argument that if you can't fit it in then maybe drop a running session to get the strength training in but is there a sort of an ideal amount and does it break down into um, a certain amount of sessions and time or does it not matter how that time is divided up I mean could you do little bits on every day or would you definitely recommend two or three sessions during the week what would be your preference um, again down to the individual um, I think yeah and it is making it fit in your, in your kind of lifestyle it, it depends on where the person is in their training as well if you're so I've got a client at the moment, which we've been doing some strength training with, but his kind of race schedule and what he's been working towards haven't really allowed us to do a huge amount of, of like proper strength training. Uh, yeah. I've said, so we've done a lot of balance work, uh, a lot of core work and a lot of upper body work because that's kind of the stuff we can get away with just leaving his legs alone. Um, we haven't really done too much, um, in terms of the strength training for his legs, just because it, I want him to be fresh enough that he can, you know, run six days a week. Um, so for us and for him, as soon as his next race is over, we're actually going to put in a kind of 12 week block, which is going to be focused more on strength, which will you know, up his sessions to twice a week. And I think if you look at the research, a, eight to 16 week period of training two two sessions a week uh which I, I i imagine would be 30 to 45 minutes that is where you're going to actually see the the improvements um you know over a, a, a shorter period of time and then when someone goes back into a more competitive you know, whether it's uh, uh, their kind of a race for the year or, or something like that, then actually you can uh, just look to maintain any strength they've built. You could split it up more into smaller chunks. They definitely think that's possible if if someone is super pushed on their time. Um, so I guess, yeah, you could split it up to say six, 15 minute sessions over the course of a week. But I imagine it for most people, they probably want to be able to um, do it. And actually, if you you know if you are doing some harder sessions in the week, you probably want to keep the 
the the heavier legs stuff away from them as much as possible away from the harder sessions and away from those longer runs which are going to be the most kind of fatiguing um so yeah it does depend on the individual depends where they they are in terms of their training cycle but generally with most people i'll try and do a period where they're building strength and then a period where they're maintaining their strength um depending on their racing yeah that's that's good to hear because that's roughly what I do and what, what my yeah. clients do, certainly with the the two sessions a week and keeping them away from, you know, heavier runs sessions as well. It's quite often um, I've found that if you are doing sort of six sessions a week and then something has to move, that it's always a little bit tricky then to make sure everything still fits because you can set up six, six days of running and two strength sessions quite easily, but then if one thing has to move, then sometimes a little bit difficult to, to, to get around that. Um, but that, that's good to hear. And, um, we going back to, um, body weights and or body weight exercises versus, um, weighted exercises. And then also we've got, um, gym machines, I guess as well. Um, I'm a bit out of my depth here because, <laughs> I'm certainly not a gym goer. Everything I do is in the house, either body weight or with uh, free weights. Um, what are there benefits to doing this work in in the gym, and what would those be? I mean, obviously, the the big thing would be to be working with someone like yourself um, directly, so that I guess you know whether you've got the right form, whether you've got the right progressions, all all of that good stuff. Um, what is is there a limit on what you can really do at home with body weight and free weights? Um, do you get to a point where you really have to go into the gym to progress anymore? There isn't. No, I mean, I, I don't think most people will ever reach a point where if they have free weights at home, they they can't progress. The, the caveat to that is that knowing the ways you can progress it is an art form, I guess, in itself. So um, having some structure would, would be needed, but I don't think there is a immediate need to go into uh, like a gym. Benefits would, would generally equipment based. Um, so there's there'll be stuff in gyms that you probably wouldn't find at home unless you've got a really good setup, unless you've got a lot of space, you're probably not going to, you know, find the same amount of stuff um, in a, uh, or, or you're not going to have the same amount of things at, at home that you would have in the gym. Um, I guess environment is a factor. So if you've got a very busy home life, then being able to separate um, your training. Uh, I know that some people really struggle training at home, whereas if they go to the gym, it's almost like that separation from the uh, same way as going to work is you know, getting out and you can get into work mode. They, they get out the door and they can get kind of into gym mode. I'm not a huge fan of machines in general. Um, just because with a lot of, with a lot of runners and a lot of people in general, I think the best thing you can kind of begin to do is build connection with your body. And a lot of that has to do with movement and stability. So, especially for runners, you want to be strong and stable on one leg. So the more that we can begin to challenge that, you know, when you're in a controlled environment, 
the more strength and stability you will have when you're out in yeah you're out running i think a lot of machines try and reduce the amount of stability and try and increase the amount of stability which will allow you to push more weight and and do things like that so um they're great for things like injuries because very stable means you can control the movement a lot more but i think you get more benefit out of um being a little bit unstable at points in your training and you know actually begin to learn to control your body and begin to understand the movements and understand the positions that you you will get into um so in in that kind of respect i think that you can do a huge amount with with body weight and with you know free weights at home it again depends on the individual depends what they've got at home depends on what home life is like and what equipment and space they have so yeah absolutely i'm forever doing my strength work in uh in and around the, all the kids toys is <laughs> one of the things trying to clear a space on the floor to do things um and yeah it's really important i think as well sometimes it's much easier and i i sort of parallel this with with running clubs um a really good way of making sure that you get your session done if you know that you've got a time and a place to be and sometimes it's much easier for people to to commit to that than say right i just need to carve out half an hour today and that's happened to me where you know you have good intentions to carve it out and then you realize it's the kid's bedtime and you're you're still trying to get that in right at the back end of the day um so having that um that time and place to go can be really really useful what kind of um help can you give personally then one one-to-one in the gym that you obviously wouldn't be able to get get at home i mean do you often have to in, intervene with people's form i think one of the worries that i always have is that my form wouldn't be great because i'm doing it on my own and you know if you're if you're constantly doing that with no supervision, then obviously I guess habits can, bad habits can come in and you might not be doing things exactly the right way. How much is that a real fear and how much do you, would you need to intervene with people in, in a gym setting? Um. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it does definitely play a, factor right um i get i guess it's more with a coach you know, or as a coach i have an an understanding of what i want to achieve out of a session and i've picked movements for a purpose and i know what i want to get out of the movement so if someone isn't feeling it in the place i want them to if they're not fully understanding how they need to get into that movement then yeah i'll, I'll definitely cue them um i'll cue them on how they need to you know if if they have if if i want them to you know think about certain things there's things that i can say and yeah if they're not doing it right then i can kind of remind them so i guess it is that kind of element of it that you get um when you're working with a coach as opposed to when you you're doing it on your own that can make a huge amount of of difference but I, you know, having said that, 
I think if you have a reasonably good uh, knowledge base, you can get you know a decent amount done on your own. I just think again, it's the same thing as as um, yeah, why you'd hire a coach in the first place. It, you you're doing it because you you want to get further in less time. Um, so. And I think that 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 is what you would end up buying um, in that. It's not necessarily, necessarily that you would get injured. It's just you would get more out of the process, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, so in, 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 in those small cues, in the things you need to focus on when you're doing it, you know, even in like the tempo of how you're moving. Um, and and it, most people need coaches like, I have a coach um, who who coach. might pick up points. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, it would just be picking up things you don't think about and reminding you of bits, you know, that you, again, might not necessarily think about that, that will make all the difference and just get you those extra few percent in every session, really. Yeah, I think that leads on quite well to the question I didn't ask before, uh, which is, I think one fear is that runners think that they will, by starting to incorporate strength training, that they're going to injure themselves in in some way. So is that a real fear? And how, apart from obviously seeking out a coach, which we've, we've talked about, how, how do you mitigate against that? I mean, anecdotally, I would say it's, it's very it's much easier to get injured by by running too much or running too hard too much of the time than it is with with strength training i think you'll you'll feel if you are doing things wrong but but what would what's your experience of of newbies getting into to strength training is there a re- actual real risk of them getting injured um so yeah i mean Answering the kind of first question on the 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 getting too big one, right? That is the the fear. Is that yeah? I mean, so a way I often say is, or a way I've kind of often described this to to endurance athletes and and particularly runners is, if you go into any gym in the country on a Monday evening, there will be probably fifty percent of the gym of young lads that are trying to put on muscle. Right, and trying to get bigger, trying to get stronger. If you look at the, the kind of demographic of those lads and actually look at how many of them are big and how many of them are strong, it will be very, very few. And the reality of putting on muscle is it is very hard. It is very hard. It takes a very long time and it takes a very specific type of training to get you that result. So unless you have amazing genetics that allow you to put on you know a lot of muscle it is you know very very unlikely you're gonna put on size because with the nature of running you know generally speaking it's pretty catabolic right it it was more likely to break down muscle than it is to build it um so with most runners it just isn't it's probably never ever going to be an issue because for one, the amount of endurance work they're doing as opposed to the amount of strength work they're doing, you know, is almost going to counteract it to the point where it's not going to be an issue. 
Number two, they're probably never going to be eating anywhere near enough that they need that that will allow them to put on that, that amount of muscle. And then number three, the, the type of kind of strength training they should be doing is not going to be conducive to putting on muscle. So again, isn't going to be a, an issue. Um, yeah, it's something that I've heard a lot and it's, you know, it just... Often, if you go to the gym, you might feel like you've got a bit of a pump afterwards, so you might visibly look in the mirror a little bit bigger, but that very quickly goes, and for any, you know, much to the frustration of anyone who's actually wanted to put on any muscle, um, and yeah, most of the time, you're not going to see much of a physical change apart from you, you get a bit of a pump on, and you might be a little bit more veiny, but actually physically putting on muscle, very, very unlikely. Um and anyone who you know has tried to put on muscle before will know how difficult it is um and in terms of strength yeah there's always going to be an element of risk in terms of if you're doing things wrong and and again that is why it's always good to get someone's advice even if it's just to have a look at you know again most gyms are probably going to have people in them that want to help out and even if you just say, you know, can you just take a look at my form um, for this exercise? They might give you a few tips. Um, even if you just book like a one-off session with a with a trainer or a coach just to make sure you're doing things right, that can make the world of difference. It There is always a risk of injury, but I think the risk of injury with running is probably a lot higher than it is, you know, doing things in the gym. Um so yeah th there is a risk but it's not you know going to be going to be too much to be honest yeah i would i would completely agree with that i think it's almost a, an irrational fear in in both both cases as you say there's always a risk of getting injured doing something i mean usually i feel like if if i tweak my back it's because i've usually because i've twisted trying to lift the kit the kids out of the yeah. car or doing something silly you know there's there's a risk with everyday life so um yeah seeking out someone to to give you advice on form if you think you're doing it wrong is is a great idea but i think generally people are going to get injured from the running part rather than the strength part and yes on the other on the other side of things i, I do think it's it, it's always quite funny when when I see people that think that they're going to suddenly look like Arnold Schwarzenegger by picking up yeah. a couple of weights. And as you've alluded to, it's a lot of hard work that goes into that and different type of work as well that um, runners typically won't be doing anyway. So um, yeah, both, both reasons um, to not delay doing some strength work. Are there any other pushbacks that you've heard from runners as to reasons not to do it and any myths that you can dispel that we haven't talked about? Um, yeah, so the putting on muscle one is is always a big one. The getting slower one is a is a big one as well. Um and look, there will and this is why understanding when you where and when you put your strength training into your into your training week is important if you're putting a heavy set of squats right in front of like a speed session you're going to go slower probably and it's going to be harder in those later sets same thing as if you put 
yeah, heavy leg session in front of a long run, it's probably going to feel a lot harder and you're probably not going to run at the same speed. But will lifting weights actually physically make you slower? No. And if anything, it should allow you to get faster. But understanding where you put strength training into your week and understanding where in the training cycle you put it in is going to be super important um, to be able to kind of, you know, get get the most out of it. Um, I can't really think of any any other ones. Um I think those usually are the big two. And and then I guess the injury one as well, that, oh, I might get injured when I'm strength training, uh, which there's an injury with anything. Like you say, most people put the backs out, lifting up the shopping or carrying the shopping in one hand or something like that, as opposed to it being in the gym. I, th- I think if you look statistically, injuries in the gym are not actually that high. And something like running has a significantly higher amount, you know, injury rate. Um, yeah, and I but, guess with yeah, the, I think, yeah, I guess with the, the yeah. strength work as well that you're you're actually thinking about what you're doing. A lot of those life things, you're 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 just doing things, you know, lifting bags that you shouldn't be lifting or yeah. twisting around or doing all sorts of things that, and not really thinking about it. Whereas I guess with strength, you're actually, well, you should be, I guess most people will be sort of focusing on form when they're doing that. So even that, even that is probably going to reduce the risk um, of injury, I would think. Yeah. You're in quite a controlled environment as well. I mean, you think of something like trail running, there's so much that can potentially go wrong when you're out on trails, especially the ones you don't know. So, and, and yeah, like you say, it's, you've got more injury picking up and moving something in the back garden or, or doing something like that. Or, or like I say, you know, picking up a heavy bag of shopping, then I think you, you have, but often strength training will then get blamed because you might've done something the day before or something. Yeah. But there's, there's a whole host of, you know, factors why people get injured. It's not just a it's almost like a lot of the time that the event that causes injury isn't actually the cause it's the accumulation of all the other factors in life that have contributed towards that that actually have have that end result yeah my physio is constantly telling me that when when i say oh i tweaked my back by doing this like well what was your actual training like that week what was your stress like what was your sleep like and it's all of these things that go into the body has to, to to combat all of these things. So yeah, like you say, it's it's usually not one thing that's that's caused it. But if we can build a general level of better strength, then that should hopefully bullet bulletproof us or or protect us from some of those silly injuries that we I would I would coin them. You know, the yeah. twisting, turning ones, or or whatever it tends to happen. But also for for running to try and um, mitigate against those injuries as well uh, and I, th- I want to circle back just to what you said about programming which is so important you know getting the getting it in in the right place in the week with regards to your harder running sessions um because yes that will obviously make you um slower in those sessions and you won't have good sessions does it also increase the injury risk in those faster sessions would you say if you've say, yeah, for definitely. instance done something heavy the day before yeah definitely it will, it will yeah it will 
yeah, increase the the risk of injury. Um, uh, yeah, anything where you're, I mean, injury often occurs where there is um, like an excessive demand put on the body that it can't cope with or it, or it can't, um, you know, rec- recover from. So, and like you said, that is so multifactorial. Um, you know, how you slept the night before, what you ate that day, all these things can contribute in a in a very small way. But yeah, doing a heavy strength training session can definitely be a factor, but then it all depends on your kind of overall training age, your overall physical robustness. So if someone's done those kind of stuff, that kind of stuff for a long period of time, then they're less likely to get injured if they, if they know they can do it repetitively. Um, if someone's fairly new to it, then there is uh, yeah, a slight risk that they they might get injured. Um, but then it's the same thing as you know someone who's doing ten sets of two hundred meter sprints as opposed to twenty. It depends on how many sets of two hundred meter sprints you've done before, and and you know, what you can tolerate. Um, it's when you begin pushing past that tolerance and trying to push harder and harder. And it is a bit of a fine line to tread. Um, and all of us get it wrong sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's a very long winded way of saying, yes, it will. It, it can potentially have an impact. Yeah. Um, it can potentially be one of the things that impacts or, or, or increases risk of injury. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ollie, for for joining me. Um, this has been a brilliant conversation, and it's really got me thinking about my own strength as well as my my clients' strength work as well. It's good to know we're definitely doing some of the things right. There's probably there's always places that you can improve on, and I think this will be really valuable for for anyone listening that either hasn't done any strength work or is already doing some strength work but is maybe just stagnated with that and needs to sort of push on a bit more i'd love us to, i'd love you to tell us a bit more about what services you offer uh, and your coaching business um in case anyone does want to to get in touch and, and get some help from you yeah so i work like you said at, at the start online and offline i do face-to-face sessions in halo gym in tunbridge wells um also work online with a a load of different people with a a variety of different goals so either just simply programming for them and giving them a bit of structure uh, and an outline of what they need to do or also a kind of slightly more in-depth version in in one-to-one which um, gives a lot more feedback kind of touches on other areas such as nutrition uh, and things like that um so yeah they're, they're kind of the, the the main ways that people can can work with me perfect and um what is the best way for people to contact you where would where would you like us to send them uh instagram is probably the best way so my handle is at ollie w mccarthy perfect i will link that in the show notes um but i really want to thank you again for your time today and i'm sure this is going to be really valuable for everyone listening thank you so much no worries thank you very much for having me on it's been great thank you so much for listening to this episode i really appreciate you taking the time and i hope you've got something to take away and action in your own running if you enjoyed the show please hit subscribe and recommend it to someone you know 
If you're struggling with your own training or want to get faster and stronger and not sure how to, therunningrules.com forward slash coaching is where you can find out more about getting personalized help with your running and nutrition to take you to the next level. Have a great week, stay consistent, focused, and most importantly, enjoy your running.